Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Quincy on the Law. My name is Quincy and we're here for another episode of Quincy on the Law. So today I want us to analyze a judgment that was delivered three days ago by Justice Odunga. This is the case of Peter Mwau Mwinde and another versus the Insurance Regulatory Authority and two others. Uh, the facts of the case were simple. The petitioners filed a claim in court seeking a declaration that the respondents had violated their rights and that they should be ordered to jointly and severally settle all the deputal sums and costs entered against them in accidents from which they had obtained insurance cover under the Insurance Motor Vehicle Third Party Risks Act and they also sought other ancillary orders. In their affidavit in support of the petition, it is deposed by the petitioner that he is a retired police officer who owned two motor vehicles that were operating as public service vehicles. The vehicles were insured by Invesco Assurance Company Limited. The insurance company uh, undertook to defend any accident claims, and in most instances, it even entered appearance in court and defended actions on behalf of the policyholders. So according to the agreement, the insurance company was to meet all the claims within 90 days of being lodged. This was not done leading to auctioneers attaching the personal properties of the petitioners. The petitioners lamented that this amounted to double jeopardy. Here they are mandated to pay premiums, which they did, yet their personal property is being attached on the same account. They pleaded that it is against the public interest for the insurance company to fail to fulfill its obligations under the watchful eye of the insurance regulatory authority and the state at large. The Insurance Regulatory Authority and the state, despite having the powers to monitor, supervise and regulate the insurance players, failed to perform its role in noting that the insurance company faced liquidity issues and acted early enough to warn the policyholders and therefore protect the public. The petitioners contended that the IRA failed in their regulatory duty to supervise the, regulation, the operations of the insurance company in order to ensure that those who are the consumers of the insurance services do not suffer as a result of their actions, of the insurance company's actions or inactions. The court stated that where it is alleged that as a result of the failure by a state organ to carry out its statutory mandate, a person's rights are threatened with violations or have been violated, that matter transcends the contractual arena and enters the constitutional arena. The court illustrated that, according to Section 3A of the Insurance Act, the objects and functions of the Insurance Regulatory Authority are as follows. 1. To ensure the effective administration, supervision, regulation and control of all insurance and reinsurance businesses in Kenya. To formulate and enforce standards for the conduct of insurance and reinsurance businesses in Kenya. To license all persons involved in or connected with insurance businesses, including insurance and reinsurance companies, to protect the interests of, of insurance policyholders and insurance beneficiaries in any insurance contract, and to promote the development of the insurance sector. It was not contested that the insurance company failed to meet its statutory obligations under Section 10 of the Insurance Motor Vehicles Third Party Risks Act. It was not contended that Invesco indeed 
failed to honor the insurance claims of the petitioners. It was also not contested that the petitioners indeed took out the insurance covers. The court clarified that an insurance cover is not just a contractual relationship between the insured and the insurer. The relationship, in fact, gives rise to a statutory obligation on the part of the insured. You see, that the insured is regulated by statute shows the importance attached by the state to such a relationship. Considering the fact that such relationships affect third parties to the contract, such as passengers and those who may suffer injury using the services covered by the insurance policy, it is only expected that the state would also take a keen interest on how the insurance industry is being run, so as to give meaning to the compulsory requirement for those to take out their to take their vehicles to the road to take out appropriate covers. The court asserted that when motor vehicle owners are compelled to take out insurance policy covers, they have a legitimate expectation that the state will efficiently regulate the sector so that in the event that they are called upon to compensate those who suffer injuries that are covered by the policy, they will be protected from having to directly compensate the injured. They will, be, they will, they, they will compensate the injured through the insurance company. The court borrowed a leaf from Justice Mativo, who had earlier ruled that the IRA is bound to adhere to the mandate stipulated in the statute, creating it, and its actions must conform to the constitutional prescriptions as clearly provided in our transformative constitution. The court posited that it serves no purpose for the state to compel people to take out policy covers when at the end of the day the state does not ensure that people benefit from the services they are paying for. The people have delegated their authority to the state in expectation that the state will undertake its mandate as expected by the people. This is the social contract. When the state or its organs fail to do so, then the state must compensate the people who suffer as a result of its failures to live to its expectation. Otherwise, the people may then recall their mandate which delegated to the state and its organs in which event you will have anarchy. In fact, according to Hobbes, <laughs> he, would, he, he termed it as poor, brutish, and short. Therefore, where the state fails to protect the insured against unscrupulous insurance, yet ensure that the insured take out insurance covers at their costs, it is only just that the state takes responsibility for its failure to regulate the players in the industry. Otherwise, it would be assisting those insurers who use statutes as instruments of fraud. Insurance companies do not just collapse. Before they do so, they are usually telltale signs or indicators which can easily be discerned by the hawk-eyed officers of the IRA, if keen enough, instead of waiting until the insurer cannot meet its statutory obligations before moving in to perform the last rites. Once the said signs become apparent, the IRA should move with speed and invoke its powers. The court clarified that it is not in every case where an insurance company collapses that the IRA should be held liable. The IRA won't be liable where it is shown that they took all the necessary steps to ensure that the insurance company operated within the law. They must, have, they must show to have exercised due diligence. In this case, the IRA did not show what step they took whatsoever to ensure that the insurance company operated within the law. The IRA's failure 
to explain themselves could only mean that it never performed its mandate mm. under mm. the Insurance Act. And for that, it is constitutionally liable. In the end, the court declared that the IRA and the insurance company breached the fundamental rights and freedoms of the petitioners. The IRA was ordered to meet all the decretal sums entered against the defendants in the cases from which they had obtained an insurance cover under the section of the under section 10 of the insurance motor vehicle third party risks act this was a momentous decision by justice odunga and it was delivered just three days ago so we're not sure if an appeal will be entered but we were we welcome the momentous judgment insurance companies indeed can go rogue if unchecked and it is the duty of the ira to check them and when the IRA does not check them, yet the law forces persons to check out insurance covers, then in the event that the insurance company goes rogue and doesn't meet its statutory obligations, then it's only fair that the IRA are held liable. I once had a drawn-out dispute with an insurance company which simply didn't want to honor the claims, and I had reported it to all the organs. Anyway, we welcome the judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Quincy, and this is Quincy on the law. Please subscribe for more.